You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. You turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Hallelujah. Mm. Lord spoke to me about this service five or six weeks ago, this Sunday night service. I'm going to speak to you tonight about a subject that the Lord has kind of had me camped out on last few months. Lord brought me this word in a Sunday night service in Zanesville and I had intended to preach something else that night and as I stepped to the pulpit the Lord quickened this to my spirit and uh, hmm. if you'll get a hold of what I'm preaching to you tonight it's going to change your life I'm just going to say that it'll change your life it'll change the way you live your life It'll change what your life produces. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. If you have it, say amen. Amen. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I want to preach to you this evening with the help of the Lord, designed for dominion. Designed for dominion. Would you pray with me before we're seated? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful, Lord, for the sovereign presence, Lord, that is in this room right now. God, I pray, Lord, that before we are seated, every paradigm, every perspective, every opinion, every understanding, Lord, that has been contrary to this word and has taken root in our life. Lord, that it would be broken now. Lord, that it would be brought under the authority of the Holy Ghost, that every thought will be brought into captivity right now. Lord, and that you would release the revelation of your word to bring forth good fruit in our lives. Ha, let the scales fall from our eyes and give us ears to hear what the Spirit saith unto the church tonight. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap one more time as you're seated tonight? 
Hallelujah. Designed for dominion. Just like that family that was baptized today who looked different when they left, I believe that some of you are going to leave here seeing things differently than when you arrived. You know, sometimes people look different, but sometimes it's our seeing that makes things look different. I'll give you a great and humorous example. This morning, I was walking to the elevator with my daughter in the hotel, and I'm going to tell you, I thought I was raring to go, Aubrey. I did. But we got to the hotel, and the lady who saw me did not share that opinion. She said, I'm as tired as you look. Hello? I just nodded and smiled. I really didn't know what to do with that. And when we finally got out of the elevator after a long and awkward silence, Aubrey said, Dad, was it rude for her to say that? I said, absolutely it was, honey. Absolutely it was. But that's how she saw me. Huh. I believe you're going to see things differently when you walk out of here today. Hallelujah. That word dominion means to prevail against, to rule, to dominate, to tread down, to have dominion over, to subjugate, or to scrape out. Its very definition insinuates that in order for dominion to take place, you've got to be involved in the process. Mm. Dominion doesn't just happen. Dominion is developed. Mm. And I want to start this service with this statement right now. You were not designed to compete. You were designed to dominate. Few of you bristled at that. And that's all right. Because our world teaches us that words like dominion, accountability, authority, dominate, those are not well received in our culture anymore. So when we talk about obedience, when we talk about dominion, when we talk about accountability, none of those things really make our flesh feel too good. Mm. Ha. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost already in this room. But I'm going to tell you here today that you were not called to compete. You were called to dominate. And I'm going to show it to you in the Word. See, commerce subscribes to the idea that competition is healthy. That may or may not be true in the free market. But when it comes to the people of God, we were not designed to compete. We were designed to dominate. His word says that we were made in his image. And I got news for you, friend. God does not compete with anyone. He does not compete with anything. 
And when he created you, he designed you in his image. He did not design you to be the devil's punching bag, to be tossed around with every storm of life. But he designed you to have dominion in every circumstance that you face. He does not compete. He has all dominion. He has dominion in doctrine. There is only one. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. Hey, you need to get it out of your mind that we're competing with any other doctrine. There's only one way through the gate. You must repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't need to be afraid of it. You don't need to be ashamed of it. You don't need to keep it quiet. You need to let it out because it's somebody's key to deliver. Hey, there's a reason. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. He knew there would come a day where the church would feel like they were in competition with other doctrine. But I got news for you. You got the real thing. You got what? You got the key to people's deliverance in your doctrine. He does not compete in deity. There is only one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. There is only one. Now, we may allow others into our life, but there is only one. And the Bible says there is none beside him. You know what that means? That means he's not going to allow any other small G gods or idols into his presence in my life. If I want the only God to abide and reside in my life, I've got to cause an eviction in every other idol, in every other attention grabber, in every other small G God that is competing for my attention. Because he's not going to compete for my. God's not going to compete for your worship. He's not going to compete for your time. And he's not going to compete for our attention. He said, I am the one true God. And when you believe it, when you receive it, and when you see it, you will make a decision. I got no room for all this junk in my life. I don't got room for all these things that are taking my energy. I don't got room for all these things that are taking my time. I don't got room for all the chaos that's dominating my thought life. I serve the one true God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you ought to put him back in his rightful place tonight on the throne of your life. He does not compete in authority. Woo. 
in the beginning God. There was nothing before him. He spoke the world into existence. He created man out of the dust of the ground. He spoke into the void and things were formed. He has all authority in heaven and in earth. He does not compete. And he does not compete in dominion. He does not compete in power. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe? Look at your neighbor and say, that's us. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things uh, under his feet uh, and gave him to be the head uh, over all things to the church, uh, which is his body, the fullness of him uh, that filleth uh, all in all. Uh, He was saying, look, uh, I got all power. uh, I got all dominion. uh, And not only do I got it, uh, I got it for you. Uh, I designed you uh, to have all of me uh, in all of you. Uh, There ought to be no part uh, of your life uh, that does not uh, get filled uh, by him. He designed you uh, to have dominion. It was part of his creative design for you to have dominion in your life. He didn't create you to be a subject He created you to subjugate. Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That word power in verse 7 is exosia. It means authority. It is the rule of government. It is the authority to delegate authority. It is the power to govern. It is jurisdictional authority. Bashondo Rokos. 
Mm. Y'all know what jurisdictional authority is? It means you have authority in one area, but not in another area. I was about 45 minutes from home a couple months back, and I was exceeding the posted speed limit. And a man in blue chose to exercise his jurisdictional authority and remind me of what the posted speed limit was. And he handed me a ticket, and he said, slow down. And I said, yes, sir, because he had jurisdiction right where I was. But see, if I would have been down by my house, Pastor, and he would have seen me speeding, he couldn't have pulled me over because I would have been outside of his jurisdiction. When you received the Holy Ghost, you received a measure of jurisdictional authority in your life. And how you use that authority depends on how that authority grows and expands. And as authority grows, territory grows. Influence grows. You know, if that, if the man who pulled me over would have walked in, let's say to the the municipality there where he was and said, I, I would like a meeting with the mayor. My guess is he would have had a difficult time getting that meeting. But if the chief of police would have walked in and said, I need a meeting with the mayor, they would have made room on the calendar. You know why? Because his authority had grown to a place where when he asked for certain doors to open, those doors had to obey. Some of you have been living all the way down here uh, in your jurisdiction, uh, and God is calling you to live all the way up here. How do you get this kind of authority? There's two ways. One is submission. In other words, society don't like. Submission. And submission and obedience are not the same thing. You can be obedient without being submitted. You know what submission is? It's obedience and surrender. When you obey in action and surrender in spirit, you've stepped into submission. There are times when my wife asks me to do things and I obey, Pastor, because I'm smart. But you can't hide a bad attitude, can you? And she knows when I don't really want to do that thing. So it is in the kingdom. Well, I'm here at Outreach. How long are we going to be here? I'm here at prayer meeting, watching the clock. Hey, these may be humorous examples, but that's the whole thing of it. 
is the enemy wants you to think that those little decisions don't matter. But what you're doing, when you show up to prayer meeting with the right mindset, when you show up to church with a praise already on your lips, when you show up with a heart to serve, when you show up with a heart submitted to your leadership, you know what you've done? You've put a victory in the victory column of your life, and jurisdiction has begun to expand. Exosia grows through submission. And here's the other way. I asked missionary Alan Shaw one time. I said, Brother Shaw, I said, I've been evangelizing for a couple years. I said, and there are times when I get up to speak the word of faith, I feel in the Holy Ghost, I, I, I can discern what it is that the Lord wants to do. But there are times I've stepped up to the pulpit knowing that I didn't have authority over what I was facing. You ever felt like that? You ever walked up to somebody with stage four cancer and prayed for a miracle and thought, man, I don't really feel like I got what it takes to pray for this person. You ever prayed for somebody in a wheelchair? in a miracle service and you knew all you was doing was hoping and wishing but really didn't have faith that they were going to get up and walk I said brother Shalom I said how do I get that kind of authority he said well that's simple he said you get it by winning battles friend of mine you are in a battle every day of your life against this flesh. Let me tell you what I discerned when I walked into this house this morning. There was complete and total liberty in the spirit. The only resistance in this room this morning was flesh. When you decide, hey, I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend an hour with the Lord in prayer and in the word. And when that alarm goes off, you get up and you spend an hour with the Lord in prayer and in the word. Do you know what you've done? You've established jurisdiction for that day. And you have made a decision on this day. My spiritual authority it's going to be greater huh, than my fleshly authority. Hey, see, the enemy wants you to think that those little decisions don't matter. It doesn't matter if I hit the snooze button. It doesn't matter if I skip my fast day. It doesn't matter if I skip some revival services. It doesn't matter if I don't show up to prayer meeting. It doesn't matter if I don't evangelize in my personal life. Do you know what you're doing? Every time you make that choice, you're saying, here, devil, I'm going to give you my authority. I'm going to give you my jurisdiction. I don't want that. It's too hard to fight for that. It's too much work to have that level of authority in my life. But when you do what Paul did and you say, I am going to die daily, every single day, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. 
every time you make that choice to bring your thoughts, to bring your mind, to bring your flesh under the subjection of the Holy Ghost, you have increased your authority. Ah. If you're taking notes, you need to write this down. Your daily decisions determine your dominion. God designed us to have dominion. <laughs> but dominion does not exist without authority. See, if you read verse 6, which we didn't read together, but they asked Jesus, they said, is, is now the time that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? What they were asking is, we feel like we've lost our influence, our political prowess, our political positioning. They thought their authority and their demonstration of influence and power came from a position. But influence, power, and authority doesn't come from position. It comes from submission. That's why the centurion said, hey, all you got to do is speak the word. He said, I'm a man under authority. So I know that when I give an order, other people do it. He said, I understand submission, Jesus. You don't need to come to where she's at. All you got to do is speak the word from here. And I know that a miracle is going to go to where she is. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. God made it clear that we have the ability to establish authority in every area of our life. Mm. There's a reason why when you are out and about and the Holy Ghost prompts you to speak a word, to pray for somebody, to witness, that fear comes up or doubt comes up. If you experience that, that's a red flag about the level of authority that you're walking in. But you say, well, Brother Vinny, I don't, I don't feel that way when we come to church. That's right. You don't. You know why? Because you're enjoying the benefits of corporate faith. Because there are people in the room here today that walk at a different level of authority than you do. And so when you come in here, all of a sudden, now you got faith to pray for somebody with cancer. And now you got faith to pray for somebody with scoliosis. And now you got faith to pray for somebody with asthma. And now you got faith to pray for somebody who's addicted to drugs and alcohol. Hmm, why? Because that authority is in the room. You can't fabricate authority. Authority is established through submission and winning battles. I remember 
some time ago, I was in a family prayer meeting on a Saturday night. Uh, we had been coming to Calvary for a few years in Columbus, and I was doing landscaping at the time. And I'd come in to these Saturday night prayer meetings, and I was completely exhausted. And uh, I, I would just get to my seat, and I would sit down, and, and, and you know, I just kind of put my head down, and I just begin to pray, you know, as best as I could in, in the way that I knew how. And these weren't fervent prayers, and they weren't necessarily powerful prayers, but I, I was there, and I was praying. And I'll never forget, I learned something in those prayer meetings. Most of the time, Bishop Stark would come in after about 10 or 15 minutes of prayer. He'd come through the side door and he'd come walking into that room. And I'll never forget, as he would walk by my chair, the atmosphere right where I was sitting would begin to change. He wasn't shouting. He wasn't yelling. He wasn't declaring anything. He simply walked in the room and walked by where I was sitting. You know what I was experiencing? There was a shift in the atmosphere because everything in the atmosphere recognized the spiritual authority that had just walked into the room. Don't you believe the lies of the enemy? Your faithfulness matters. The decisions you make every day matters. It matters that you pray. It matters that you give. It matters that you sacrifice. It matters that you serve. You are establishing spiritual authority and dominion in your life. The word power, verse 8, is not exosia, but rather it is dunamis. It is inherent Power, it's power you inherit. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. <laughs> it is power of performing miracles. Get this. It is the demonstration of authority. It is moral power and excellence of soul. Mm. Let me just pause there. You know why that one matters? Because the enemy has some of you convinced that you can't beat what's been beating you. But that verse and that definition right there tells me uh, that when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, he gave you moral power and excellence uh, mm, uh, by the very nature uh, of the spirit that you received. Uh, God said, I'm going to put power inside of you uh, to overcome every temptation of the flesh, uh, every vice in your life, uh, everything you've battled in your mind, uh, every curse that's come against your family, uh, every... Ah, Every dilemma that has tried to destroy your home, I've given you power over. Dunamis was given to us when we were born again. It's inherent. Exosia was delegated to us when we were born again. And it is 
exercised. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to show you why it matters. Everybody gets excited about dunamis. It's demonstration. It's what we want to see. How We want to see what we saw out of camp this past week. We want to see crooked legs straight. We want to see cancer and tumors fall off. We want to see blind eyes open. We want to see deaf ears unstopped. We want to see the demonstration of the miraculous. Mm, but the definition of dunamis, Batondo Roshaya, says it is the exercise of authority. Get this, put it together. You cannot step into demonstration unless you have jurisdiction. You cannot step into the demonstration of the miraculous until you've got jurisdiction and authority to do so. I said, hey, I'm going to give you my blood. I'm going to give you my name. And I'm going to give you a measure of authority. Now, I want you to begin to exercise that authority in the jurisdiction that I've given you. And when I see that you've got dominion, in the space I've given you. Then I'm going to enlarge your borders. Then I'm going to increase your territory. Then you can step into demonstration with the authority that I've given God did not give our flesh exosia or authority therefore our flesh does not have jurisdiction over our dunamis or over our demonstration so I can come up to you and I can scream as authoritatively as I want to. I can get all sweaty. I can get all excited. I can get all energetic. But guess what? If Monday through Saturday I'm just living for myself and I'm being as carnal as I want to be, I'm not going to see a release of demonstration in my life. Your pastor talked about consecration this morning. He didn't know what I was going to preach tonight, but I am here on divine assignment of the Holy Ghost. A friend of mine, it matters what you do through the week because it determines what happens here on Sunday. Your daily decisions Truly determine your dominion. And friend, when dominion is established, dunamis is released. You won't even have to look for it. It's just going to show up. It's inherent. It's a byproduct. It's a characteristic of the dunamis power. Hey, when's the last time you experienced a miracle in your house at the dinner table? When's the last time you laid your hand on your wife and you saw her be healed? 
Hey, if it's been a long time, then it's been too long. You're living down here. Hey, God called you to live up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. There is a dimensional migration happening in the church right now. And if you look at that word, dimension, you'll hear ministers use that word. A lot of times God's taken us to another dimension. You ever heard anybody say that before? There's a dimensional migration happening. God is taking us from one dimension to another dimension. There's a word from the Lord. It's happening right now. I've been preaching this for two months, and I have watched this happen week by week and in greater measure every single week, and it's getting ready to happen here at the Calvary Church, but not just inside the walls of this church. It's going to happen in your home, in your family, and in your city. God is taking us from operation to dominion, all right? I just want just file that in your short term, okay, because we're coming right back to it. It's taking us from operation to dominion. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. I can relate to that. Hallelujah. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know. That means not to experience or to ascertain anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Said, when I came to you, I wasn't looking to see what mess you're in right now, what issues you're dealing with right now, what kind of carnal problems you're struggling with right now. When I came, I came to find out if when I walked in the building, I would find nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because that is what dominion looks like. When I have dominion in my life, you're not going to know anything about carnal penny, about fleshly penny. But when you come and talk to me, you ought to feel the love of Jesus. Jesus, peace ought to begin to come over you. You ought to get goosebumps as the anointing of the Holy Ghost begins to minister. He's painting a picture of dominion. 
and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I'm telling you, you need to hear that. Those days are over. The church is stepping in to radical demonstration of the Holy Ghost right now. But in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That power is exosia. He said the demonstration of authority. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power, the dunamis, the demonstration of God. Here it is. I'm going to paint a picture for you. If your front porch looks like mine, I feel like it's Christmas all the time at my house because Amazon packages mysteriously show up just about every couple days. I see a lot of guilt in the room right now. Amazon is putting brick and mortar out of business. Because they abandoned the paradigm of competition. And they adopted a paradigm of domination. Listen to it. Brick and mortar can only function in the context of operation. When the lights are on. When the AC is running, when the doors are unlocked, then you can come in and take part of what we have to offer. This is the dimension of operation that we have walked in for far too long. Hey, friend, I just felt the Lord stirring me to come talk to you. What's our get out of jail free card in Pentecost? We invite everybody to church. You are like, I thought that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> it's a start. But it's just a start. Hey, would you come to church? You know what we're really saying? I need you to come when the doors are open and the ministry's there. Because I know that it's not in me to offer what you really need right now would you come back during hours of operation then god can fill you with the holy ghost if your need can hold on for four more days could you come back to church if the crisis that you're in this moment when your spirit is open and receptive if you could just keep your spirit open for four or five more days and come to church with me on sunday morning then god can release an answer into your life the dimension of operation. Amazon said, 
We are going to be 24 hours a day all across the globe. Amazon no longer has, or ever did, that I'm aware of, have hours of operation. They dominate 24 hours a day. Hear it. They are no longer competing in the marketplace. They are the marketplace. This is the paradigm that every single one of you uh, have got to get a hold of uh, before you walk out that door tonight. Uh, you are not in competition uh, with any other church, uh, with any other religion, uh, with any other doctrine, uh, with any other belief. Uh, but God uh, has given you all authority uh, and power uh, in his name uh, when you were born uh, again in the waters of baptism and received the gift of the Holy Ghost from that day he expected you to begin to exercise the authority and power that he put inside of you why so you can invite somebody to church no so wherever they are whenever they are whatever their need you can walk up and say hey I've got the answer that you need and you don't gotta wait uh, until Sunday. Uh, you can be filled uh, now. Uh, you can be healed uh, now. Uh, you can be delivered uh, now. Ah, he is taking us uh, from operation uh, to dominion. I'll tell you another way of saying that. You're going to bristle a little, right? He's taken us from being Pentecostal to being apostolic. You're like, whoa now. Easy, brother. Everyone's looking at pastor like this, all right? Pastor's like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. On that day, they had a Pentecostal experience. You need to re... You need to stop revisiting your Pentecostal experience one day a week and step out of those doors and say, hey, I experienced Pentecost yesterday, but today I'm going to step into apostolic operation and dominion and power. Uh, you know what being apostolic is? It's taking your Pentecost outside the door and using it. Hey, they shouldn't have to walk in here to feel the Holy Ghost move on them. They shouldn't have to walk in here to hear the message and the good news of Jesus Christ. They shouldn't have to wait four or five days until those doors are unlocked. They ought to feel it, hear it, see it, witness it through you.
and ye shall be witnesses. That doesn't just mean you're going to witness. Boy, we dumbed down that word. I handed somebody a track, so now I'm witnessing. No, that's not what a witness is. You just go into a court of law. Ask him what a witness is. I saw it. I saw it happen. I got a first-hand account. I was there. I saw the tumor fall off. I saw the leg go straight. I saw him get up. I saw life come back into their body after they were pronounced dead. I saw it. I saw it. I'm a witness. Everywhere you go, people ought to witness the power and authority that God gave you when he gave you his you shouldn't be able to walk through a grocery store without somebody being affected because you're in the building well it's true anyhow Uh, that is what God is calling his church to in this hour. Mm. We are not a church. We are the church. We don't serve a God. We serve the only God. Hey, friend, you ought ought to stop being intimidated by what everyone else is doing because I got news for you. Every false doctrine, every false religion, every watered-down faith is on a collision course with the apostolics. There is a day coming soon and very soon. Woo! Hey, I believe it anyhow. It's going to happen, and you're either going to be a witness or you're going to witness it from afar. Choice is up to you. Mighty God. God has not called us to competition, and he has not called us to operation, but he created us to have dominion. Would you stand your feet with me tonight? Ha, tando robosha naramakia. Before we move into this altar service, I just want to say one thing. Please be here tomorrow night. I preached the first part of a two-part message tonight. Tonight I preached to you designed for dominion. Tomorrow night I'm going to preach to you about the order of dominion and how it is established in your life step by step and what that progression looks like in the church. Can we just take a moment and just worship the Lord? Come on, all across this house, can we just take a moment?
Lift our voice and just magnify God with me. Come on, ha. Let that word begin to saturate your spirit. Let that word begin to permeate your mind right now. Come on, ask the Lord for understanding. Ask the Lord for revelation. Hey. Come on. God is going to release apostolic operation in the Calvary Church. He is opening eyes right now. He Yes. Come on, yes. Come on, some of you already feel the draw of the Holy Ghost saying, hey, there's some things you're going to have to walk away from this week. There's some things you're going to have to give. There's some things you're going to have to sow. There's some things you're going to have to shut off. Or release a revelation of dominion in this house tonight. Ha That's it. Come on. You're not going to be the devil's punching bag any longer. You're going to walk out of here and begin to establish dominion in your life. Come on, God's giving you the keys to the chaos that has plagued you for years. Ha! Uh-huh. Come on, there's some marriages that are going to come back from the brink of disaster because you're going to begin to establish dominion. Hallelujah. Already today in Ohio... There have been hundreds and hundreds of people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hundreds of people have received immediate healing. Miracles have taken place all over this district. I've already started to hear of some reports of things that have happened today. And I believe that God has got some miracles left for this service here tonight. Brother Kleindens at camp meeting on Thursday night touched on the topic of dominion. And he said something that was so powerful. He said, when you go through something... And you come out on the other side with victory. You now have dominion over it. The Lord has performed many miracles in our family over the years. And I have noticed in my travel that many of the miracles I see are miracles that I've experienced. 
I'd never made that connection before. So what we're going to do here tonight is we're going to begin to exercise dominion. Uh, if you have ever been healed of a migraine, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. I want you to come stand right here at the front. Come on. I want you to just turn and face the congregation. If you've been healed of back pain, I want you to come to the front. Just one or two. If you've been healed of back pain, I want you to come to the front. Hallelujah. Is there anybody in the building that has ever been healed of cancer? Anybody ever been healed of cancer here tonight? Come on, that's awesome. Be paying attention to who comes where. Come down here. I want you all together. Please come down this way. If you've been healed of cancer, I want you to come stand right here. If you've been healed of any type of gastrointestinal issues, any type of stomach issues, is there anybody here ever been healed of any stomach issues? Come on, we got one right here. That's awesome. Come on, come and just stand right here by your dad. Anybody here ever been healed of respiratory issues? Respiratory issues. Hudson, come and stand right here. Anybody else? Respiratory issues. Plantar fasciitis. Anybody ever been healed of plantar fasciitis? Come and join them down there, right down there. Cardiac issues. Any cardiac issues, I want you to come down here. You shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. Hey, hey. God has ever delivered you from the depths of depression. I want you to come and stand right where I'm at right now. If you've been delivered from depression, come on, stand right here. Ah, you shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. There's dominion in this house. 
You've been delivered from addiction. You come and stand right here. Uh, don't you allow shame to arrest you. I've been delivered from addiction. There's no shame in that. There's power in that. Come on, you got keys to somebody's deliverance tonight. You're holding the keys to somebody's deliverance tonight. I want you to make some room right here. You're going to know what this means to you when you hear it. Nobody else may understand. But God has ever delivered you from an identity crisis. You didn't know who you were. But now you know who you are and whose you are. I want you to come and stand right here. You struggled with your identity. Come on. <laughs> young ladies, you pay attention. There's a powerful anointing on this young lady right here. She's going to pray for you. There are many of you right now that are struggling with this very same issue. Huh? And God has brought deliverance to all four of these ladies. <laughs> There is something opening up right now in the spirit. God is releasing apostolic demonstration and operation in this house, in this church, in this church body right here and now tonight. You are witnessing with your own eyes a shift in season for the Calvary Church. This is the beginning of your migration from operation to dominion. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.